we may now consider together for a little the words you will find in the portion of scripture today. John chapter 6 and we shall read again from verse 41 John 6 at verse 41 the Jews then murmured at him because he said I am the bread which came down from heaven and they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered, answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Especially this 45th verse. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. <clears throat> the Jews murmured among themselves because he said I am the bread that came down from heaven and once they started murmuring it was uh, necessary for them to supply a reason for their murmuring to rationalize their attitude towards And of course, having already come to a conclusion, it was not difficult to find arguments wherewith to support that conclusion. Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father. We know his mother. How then can he say, I came down from heaven? There is no difference between him and ourselves. We know his father and his mother. And they were perfectly persuaded that that was the truth. As always in such cases, they made no allowance for the possibility of there being 
the wall. As a matter of fact, they were not really interested in ascertaining the truth. They were interested in bolstering a position which they had already taken up. And that is precisely what happens so often. We try to persuade ourselves that we have an open mind, an unprejudiced mind. But if we will examine deeply enough, we will find that on most questions, we have already taken up a position. And our main effort is to justify that position. A comparatively open mind is of any way An absolutely open mind is an impossibility. How can he say this? We have, we know certain facts. And our deductions from those facts prove to us that what he says cannot be right. That is, cannot be true. But did they know his father? Well, that is precisely what Jesus himself brings against them so often and on so many occasions. This they do because they know not him who said to me. The poison which they themselves felt so sure was the very point on which they were actually agreeing, absolutely ignorant. We know his father and his mother. How then can he say I came down from heaven? <clears throat> but the possibility of that argument is very striking. Allowing what they say, but their conclusion is inevitable. How did he come down from heaven? That is really a question. And that is a question, even when we consider the true facts of the case as we read in the scriptures. How did he come down from heaven? There are mysteries connected with the Incarnation which are and always will be unfathomable to all minds, that is, all created minds. Only God himself understands every step in this great transaction. How did he come down from heaven? He came, allowing that he came, 
consider the many things that are involved in that. Consider and wonder. It is not a case of consider and find heart. But stand before this mystery with your shoes from off your feet. Wondering at what God hath wrought, what he has accomplished in the person of his son, beginning here, is coming down from heaven. How can he say, I came down from heaven? Now Jesus did not argue this point with he pointed to another fact. Murmur not, he said, among yourselves. Do not be offended at this. For no man can come unto me. That is to say, no man can know me as the bread of life. No man can come unto me except the Father who has sent me, draw him. No man can come to me except the Father draw him. But lay that down as a third principle. Don't start murmuring. Don't start trying to reason what you cannot reason. But just be aware of this. Lay this to heart. Be persuaded of this in yourselves. But no man can come to me except the Father who has sent me draw him. Now the coming to Christ which is meant here is most definitely not Saying, merely saying, or thinking, or in a sense believing that he is the Son of God. The context puts it beyond that the coming to Christ that is mentioned here implies knowledge of his person, and especially knowledge of his person as the bread of life that came down from heaven. If you will follow the reasoning, you will see that this is what is stressed here by Christ himself in the term coming to him. And you will see it more when you consider what follows. It is written in the prophets. This is written. They shall all be taught of God. They shall all be taught of God. Now this is the essential prerequisite to coming to Christ. And the teaching, which is here meant, 
is the specific teaching of the Father concerning the Son. It is not merely teaching in general. It is not even the teaching of God in general. It is the teaching of the Father concerning the Son. This then the Father reserves as his own special privilege and prerogative that he teaches, that he teaches in relation to the person of his Son. And of course when it is said <clears throat> that none can come to the Son except those drawn by the Father, and then that they shall all be taught of God, we put these two together and uh, conclude thus. The Father's drawing cannot be separated from the Father's in a certain sense, the Father's teaching is the Father's drawing. We are not, of course, to understand of the drawing something that is done <coughs> by um, forcing man's will or forcing man in any respect whatsoever. His drawing to the Son consists in this. His teaching concerning the Son. <clears throat> but then we have to go a step further and ask who will receive this teaching? When God teaches, He is different from every other teacher <clears throat> in this respect. But Man can only teach man by setting external facts before him. Man can tell man certain things, but man can never give to man the disposition to well to appreciate and to understand those things. I can present facts to my fellow creatures. I can tell them of this, of that, and of the next thing. I can say this is so and that is so. But I cannot go any further. I cannot touch their capacity to receive that If the right is of a certain order, they will receive it. If the teaching is suited to their capacities, they will receive it. But when God teaches concerning his son, he teaches something for which man has absolutely no natural aptitude or capacity. 
But herein the superiority of the Father's teaching becomes obvious. He not only states facts, he not only says this is so and that is so, but he gives the one whom he teaches, he gives the pupil the capacity to receive that teaching. He can touch the mind. He can touch the heart. And in order that his teaching concerning his son may be received, he does that always. You remember what I said to the Pharisees. My word has no place in you. No, to have a place for the word of God. That is to have a place for God himself is the essence of God's work in man. They shall all be taught of God <clears throat> and taught respecting this mystery. God manifest in the flesh. <clears throat> As you read John's Gospel, <clears throat> there is this special characteristic to be noted. The simplicity of the language and the profundity of thought. I suppose we were all of the same opinion once that John's gospel was an easy gospel, whatever that means. I remember when we started reading first, we started in the gospel of John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Very short and simple words and we passed over it thinking this was very simple. Oh, how ignorant we were. And uh, stop to consider what John has to say. What is he talking about? He is talking of the mystery of godliness. Or rather the grounds of that mystery. God manifests in the flesh. He gives us the appointed medium. He gives the teaching of the Father concerning the Son. <clears throat> and this is where we are too. We see. This is where we are to see the teaching of the Father concerning the Son in the Word which he has given. Woe to him who goes anywhere else. The world is full of evidence of the havoc that can be caused by mankind 
who learn concerning the sun from sources other than the word of the father. To know what the father teaches concerning the son, we have to come to God's own word. Our thoughts, our conceptions, our ideas are to be regulated and governed and guided by this word and by this word only. For it is not only a rule, it is the only rule that God has given us as to what we should believe, to what, what we should believe concerning his son. <clears throat> they shall be taught of God. But of course the Father does this through the Spirit or by the Spirit. Hence we see the validity of, of the words that it is God's word and Spirit that becomes an effectual means, or the word in, in the hand of the Spirit is the effectual means to teach us concerning Christ. They shall be taught. Now, whatever we have learned in the past, <clears throat> whatever we have forgotten in the past whatever we may think we may learn in the future surely we are all agreed at this moment on this point surely I say we are all agreed on this great need of the Father's teaching concerning the Son. They shall be taught. And if we are convinced of that and agreed on that point, we shall also be agreed on this. The glory, the blessedness of this promise. Does this mean anything to you? that it is written they shall all be taught of God this is written and therefore there shall be those who will come to the sun as long as this statement abides then there will be those who will come to the Son. For everyone who has heard and learned of the Father, come unto me. Now what's the teaching of the Father leads to the Son. We may start 
in self-examination at the end and work back to the means in this way have I come to Christ in the scriptural sense of the term by turning the other way if you're asking yourself the question am I taught of God and my friend that is an important question am I taught of God does he teach me well in connection with that what ask yourself this question have I come to the sun if I am caught of God this is where the teaching of God leads it leads to the sun but again you may ask have I come to the sun well ask yourself this question what is he worth to me what is Christ's worth to me we know that to those who believe he is precious he is precious unspeakably precious decide upon above all else for in him those who believe see however dimly they see this the effulgence of the Father's glory and the express image of his all who have learned all who have been taught of God come to me this is the destination this is the end Christ and this is the part of delight it takes infinite delight in teaching concerning his son the person of the son is infinitely and eternally and unchangeably precious in the sight of the father the father's love is the son oh what is implied in that what depth what glory the father loves the son and because the father loves the son it is infinite pleasure in teaching concerning the son the teaching of the father is comprehended in the testimony which the father gave regarding the son when he said this is my son the beloved in whom I am well pleased 
This is mine, son. He is mine. And he delights. Everlastingly delights. In teaching concern. In other words, in glorifying the Son. Everyone that hath learned, everyone that has been taught of the Father, come unto me. He comes to me, taught, enlightened, given to understand in a spiritual sense something of what is hid in Christ. For in him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He comes to Christ because he is taught of the Father. The Father believes the Son. say the scripture puts it the other way while in one case the scripture does put it like that way that no one knows the father but the son and he to whom the son will reveal the father it is in the son that the father is known but it remains unchangeably true that the father reveals the son and does so through the ministry the effectual efficacious ministry of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Everyone. There are no exceptions here. It is not some of those who have learned. Some of those who have heard would come to it. This is a rule for which there can be no exception. When the Father teaches concerning the Son, there is and must be the response of that soul. It is an inevitable response. It is not a forced response. It is the most natural response. Yea, shall I put it like this? It is so natural that it cannot be otherwise. The response of that soul is to come to the Son and to come to Him as the bread of life that came down from heaven. This is the only way of removing the murmuring of which we read here from the heart. They murmured. That is to say, they disagreed. They found fault with His teaching. It didn't ring true to them. No, it didn't. Why? They didn't know the speaker. They didn't know the Christ. Therefore they murmured. But the teaching of the Father destroys the murmuring of the heart. Destroys to begin with its dominion and then gradually 
or at least ultimately will destroy it all. And this is the perfection of the things. What do you say is the perfection of the things? It's perfection in holiness, yes. But what is perfection in holiness? It is being perfectly well pleased with the Son of God's love. I am well pleased with it and your perfection is that you should be like me, that you should be holy as I am holy, separate in this respect, that he should be your everlasting, well-loved. All who have heard and learned of the Father come, not should or would or all, but will come to me. They will. This is the effect of a teaching of God which cannot fail of its purpose. Oh, then, that we were taught of God. This brings to mind the question that <clears throat> Philip asked the Ethiop Ethiopian eunuch. Understand as though what the word is. I was thinking of that <coughs> try to consider these words. Understand this We read, we said the words were simple to read, but the question is, do you understand? And then in light in, in, in the light of that question, how spontaneous should our answer be? The very one that the very answer that the Ethiopian eunuch gave. How shall I understand unless of what is How can I understand except someone teach me? And who will teach me? There is none but God, but there is that he teaches, and that he teaches concerning his son, and that his teaching is education. Through and by his teaching, the glory of the son comes to life, to the soul, so that he becomes that soul's well-beloved, that soul's sustenance, that soul's living breath that came down from heaven, yea, that it becomes that soul's all and in all. Let us pray. Oh, blessed one, have mercy on us. Remember us according to the riches of thy grace. Teach us in the mystery of godliness and teach us more and more that our heart may be attracted increasingly to things above where Christ is. He is the attraction and as we know him we shall be attracted to him 
attracted to the God that in him and blessed be thy name not only attracted but united there to united to himself to the Father and to the Holy Spirit number us among this blessed people O Lord pass us not by leave us not take away our sins for Christ's sake Amen